When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Movie Mastery. It's the podcast where we watch the movies that you have told us to watch. Mm -hmm. I am your host, John, with me, as always, and in perpetuity, my co-host, Jeff. Oh no, John, something went wrong. Oh no, (laughs) what went wrong? I didn't mute my computer and now it's about to make a bunch of beeps. Oh no, beeps and boops. (laughs) Don't think I'm popular, though. They're all beeps I set to to play by myself. (laughs) I set up a bunch of instant message sounds to go off. So that you'd think I'm cool. And then I I screwed it up by telling... That's what went wrong, is I I, I blabbed. I went to cool underscore guy dot mp4 on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. It was just a bunch of me getting constant notifications on all the platforms. And then I I had rehearsed it all afternoon. I was going to say, oh, wow. My spot is being blown up. Oh, like looks cool like guy. so many people want to talk with me. Mm-hmm. Cool guy, let me, Jeff. Let me just check who wants to get at Chaboy, Jeff, I would say. And you'd be like, damn, this guy's going places. I'd be like, wow, who is it? And you'd be like, ah, cool dudes and sexy chicks. It's Tom a- Hanks wants to have a word with me. <laughs> He's a model in Canada. You probably never heard of him. <laughs> Oh, man. This time around, we have watched Godzilla Final Wars from 2004. I got to assume that this was put on the list after we watched Shin Godzilla, because we spent the entire time we watching uh, after watching that, uh, bitching about how the, the movie was slow because it was just a bunch of procedural shit. Oh, which, yeah. Ultimately, Shin Godzilla is a good movie. It's a very good movie. It's very good. I like it. That's fair. You don't have to, you don't have to hey, agree with me. Here's the thing. Yeah. I... <laughs> I don't like Godzilla movies, and I know that that is a thing that for nerds is like, how dare you? But ah. I'm like, man, I just, in both ways, I can't give a fuck. I am one of those people that I'm like, you know what? The, like, 2014 Godzilla American movie, probably one of my favorites of the Godzillas. It's got like six seconds of Godzilla in it. That's all I need. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's the second one. The, you, gotta, you gotta watch the Quicksilver second Godzilla and movie. Scarlet Witch pretend they have any chemistry at all. Lol. They don't. Here's the thing. <laughs> uh, I had to say that because I couldn't remember who played Quicksilver. I just remember that he played Quicksilver. You know, his name is like Ryan. Peter John, John. Ryan John. Pe- probably Ryan Peter John. John. Probably Ryan Johnson. <laughs> Ryan Johnson Peter John. I think that's his full name. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, destroy all the, or the uh, the Godzilla destroy all Mo- or the second one, whatever it was yes. called, the one where he actually does fight a bunch of different oh, kaiju's. Yeah. That's fine. Oh, I yeah. love that one. And honestly, I'll say Final Wars might end up taking my number two on this <laughs> that's fair because it's the level of dumb horse shit that i want out of godzilla yeah the reason i didn't like shin godzilla was because it was like ah oh, good more officials are talking <laughs> i don't give a fuck i mean i get what they were going for it was supposed to be like a story a parody of godzilla in in, in a sense of what would actually happen 
which is that a bunch of useless meetings would happen constantly. And here we are for them as a bunch of bureaucrats try to justify their role, even though they were like an agricultural minister a few minutes ago, in a Godzilla dialogue. I mean, I can understand wanting to be like, oh, we're going to turn Godzilla from a standard kaiju film into a disaster film. Yes. Which is sort of the way that that movie went. But it was also very boring, and I don't care. Come for me. <laughs> no, you're fine. You're fine. It's it's. I'm pretty sure it's a pretty divisive movie. Uh, but yeah, it's interesting to, to me just because it feels like it had split the normal Godzilla represents the atomic bomb to Godzilla represents just whatever shit is happening in Japan and whenever they made that movie that was bad. I mean, I could definitely see it being like, oh, this is much more like Godzilla as a tsunami or yeah. something like that. Just some sort of big civic disaster. That, that's going to get bogged down in, in stupid paperwork and endless bald guys. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, this is not that. No. This movie is start to finish absolute trash nonsense. It is even the human characters are like, no, no one's allowed to just be some guy. Everyone needs business mm. at all times. Yeah. It's, uh, it's definitely a movie that wears its big dumb heart on its sleeve. And that's what I want from a Toho Godzilla is the thing. Yeah. Like, I want them to just be like, wee! <laughs> yeah, Toho Godzilla has, over the you know the course of the past 70 odd years, almost, I think it's probably 70 years next year, uh, or last year. Uh, well, yeah, because this was the 50th, so it'll be next year will be 70. 70, yeah. But what they've done is they've built this kind of storyline, similar to how, like, the Final Fantasy games have slowly accreted little things that represent, or, or the Simpsons, or, or pick your thing. Little things get added to them that then become part of the general storyline going forward. And this one has all of them. Even if they couldn't find a way to squeeze them in there, they're just like, look, Mothra's always got to have two ladies in miniskirts and midriff tops who talk in unison. If you want Mothra in your movie, they get in there. That's part of it. I mean, that's that was the big thing with this being the sort of 50th anniversary big yeah. Godzilla and everything that we own in the Godzilla universe is they were like, Look, man, if we did anything in a Godzilla movie in the last 50 years, you better believe we're bringing that shit back out. Oh, yeah. They have characters in this movie who show up only to die a split second later just because they were in some Godzilla movie at one point. Yeah. And I'm going to go ahead and say it now before you get mad at us. I know maybe, oh, 60% of the kaijus that appear in this film. That's fine. I know about 10%. So <laughs> I know Godzilla. <laughs> and even though <laughs> his name is Mila... I will always think of him as Godzuki. Which I'm always going to think of him as Minilla, which is what I remember him being when he, when I watched those movies when I was a kid. Okay, so that's why I kept thinking that's what his name was when they kept saying Mila. I was like, isn't it Manila? Why do I think it's Manila? Oh, no, they're they're paying homage to Mil Mia Jovovic. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, she did some favors for Toho in the in the late 90s. And sure. They're just paying her back. Sure. It's like editing work, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, so, uh, spoiler-free review, if you, I mean, honestly, if you like Godzilla, God knows you've probably already seen this. Yeah, obviously. Uh, I've, I've already seen this. I didn't want to bring it up, but I had seen it in the past. I was concerned that I had, but it turns out I had seen one of the other films in the Godzilla Millennium series where they had three movies, and I think it was, like... Godzilla 2000 is the one I had watched. Fair. So that was the one that ended with, I think there's a little Godzilla in all of us. And then he roars and like destroys a city with a 
beam of heat breath. And I'm like, that's the best way to end a movie. He's like, oh, we're all a little Godzilla. <laughs> so if you're a huge Godzilla fan and you have like the, 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 the man, the toys they make for Godzilla are just top notch. Top. They're only second notch. in my, in my mind to Gundam shit. But, uh, but yeah. So if you're a huge fan, I apologize in advance. I do not know what that big lobster is called. Uh, King Caesar? No, King Caesar. Oh no, wait, King Caesar's the like weird rabbit. Guy. He's the he's the foo dog. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I don't know the I don't know the lobster. I don't know the big bug, and I don't know the slime monster that dies immediately. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. And other than that, you'll, you, we're up to speed for the most part. I mean, mostly I was like, is that the pollution monster? I think it is. Yeah, the, t- uh, something talks some. I, I don't remember, but yeah, that's the smog monster. Great. Okay, you know what? Biolante. Hey man, that's way better than I'm gonna do for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> We, <laughs> so we are going, no spoilers, I'll say, goofy and fun, you could watch it even if you don't like Godzilla. I'm going to say this is a movie that I would strongly recommend, but only with friends. Do not try to watch this alone. Like, I found it kind of a, a tiring experience, even though it's fun and goofy, because I didn't have anyone to joke about it with. Yeah, it definitely does feel like a, this should be with a group of friends, Yeah, have some fun with it. Yeah. All right, we are going to take a small little music break. We'll be back, and then we'll get into the full, in-depth spoiler review for Godzilla Final Wars. We are back, and it is time to let you know about all of the many... In-depth, interesting, nuanced decisions that happened in Godzilla Final Wars. You mean the, uh, the the strong conversation led to them just going like, yeah, whatever, just put whatever in there. No one gives a shit. I, I imagine they just had someone running into the back where they keep all of the fucking kaiju costumes. And anytime someone would just run on stage in one and they'd be like, fuck yeah, do it. <laughs> <laughs> You're in the movie. <laughs> That's in the movie. <laughs> I filmed a bunch of deeply embarrassing scenes of, of cops uh, assaulting black people or trying to tow black people's cars in the streets of Los Angeles. <laughs> They're in the movie. <laughs> oh, God. That scene. There were a couple scenes in here where I I want to know if they refilmed some stuff just mm-hmm. for the American audiences? No research. Well, actually, wait, that's system mastery. You can do all the research you want. I could, but I couldn't find anything that says whether or not they did. Mm. So that's just me. That's just you, I'm afraid. It's just me, sad and alone. So if you're wondering, if, if, if you got a little uh, a little itch in the back of your brain asking you if this is that movie, I'll go ahead and say, yes, this is the movie where Toho uh, basically points out that Godzilla 98, the big chameleon reptile lizard one that is defeated by matthew broderick uh is indeed this is the one where they make fun of him by turning him into basically such bad cgi that he looks like the dancing baby oh yeah it is it's great because it's the only cgi for a monster in the entire movie not quite there's a little bit more but but for the most part yes oh yeah there is the bit underwater yeah there's the the part with the fire snake yeah with the very very beginning yes yeah other than that yeah there's there's but yeah, they, they they keep him in full CGI just so that they can or her, I guess she does lay a million Velociraptor eggs. Uh, but they, they they keep her in full CGI just so they can really bust on her. And, and 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 you know, before I saw this, I remember hearing about that and being like, "Oh, sweet! I bet she gets taken down immediately." And it's all stupid how bad she is. 
that's every monster that isn't Godzilla in this. It's embarrassing. Oh yeah. No, the the fact that Godzilla is like shows up absolutely womps on Zilla and then just leaves to go do something else. You're like, haha, yeah, that'll show him. And then you're like, no, that's how every fight is in this. <laughs> they don't have time for those. We gotta spend way more time on Sentai shit. But my favorite thing about Zilla, so named because uh, Shogo Tomiyama said that the 1998 film took the god out of Godzilla. That's great. Which is why they refer to it as Zilla, <laughs> which I fucking love. <laughs> but they have continued to use the likeness of that in a bunch of Toho things, and it's just sort of become one of their stable of kaiju now. They're like, like fuck said, it, we love it, we don't care. Like I was talking about before the break, Toho just incorporates whatever. You cannot embarrass Toho. No, they're like, like, oh, this sucked and it was terrible. And then they use it once, and they're like, never mind, you're my precious child and I love you. Toho, you you're, you should be embarrassed by every movie having a little boy in short shorts that's voiced by, by a high-pitched adult woman who just just keeps whining about how you have to be nice to monsters you should be embarrassed and they're like we're gonna do it even harder now <laughs> that's gonna be the whole film <laughs> fuck you oh <laughs> uh, i <laughs> absolutely love that shit and this movie does not like at all try to like work up to stuff it starts with a flying drill submarine mm -hmm. coming through a mountain shooting at godzilla uh -huh. like that is the start of the film yeah there's a there's a bit after this there's, there's an initial ac action sequence where they're shooting firing the maser at godzilla in some deep underwater crevasse or at the south pole or something and uh, we, we watch a cool action sequence where a dude has to fire the missiles out of the top of the submarine and they're like guided missiles but he still goes like, ah, when he's doing it, you know, he's like th throwing everything into, you know, pushing this one button. Yeah. <laughs> and again, this is great because they're like, oh, we're fighting Godzilla. We got all this stuff. It does nothing. The only reason that they are able to defeat Godzilla in this beginning part is because an earthquake happens. Yes. And opens a crevasse under him that they then shoot missiles at a mountain to collapse everything on top of him yes and so they defeat godzilla in that fashion and it's all very big and dramatic and for a little bit here you're like hell yeah i forgot i forgot how much these rubber suit godzilla movies are actually kind of fun because they just the the energy of them is always so high there's um, there's something special about like a small rock falling on a like model train sized building mm -hmm. that very all of it is very clearly just horseshit but you're like this is somehow magical oh it's just it's endless magic whenever you're watching these things move around and you're like fuck how are they making that spider shoot all that rope i guess they must have shown it a bunch of spider porn <laughs> uh, uh, but <laughs> that's that spider shooting thick rope <laughs> and 50 people turn it off <laughs> and we're done <laughs> Hey, at least we waited until after the break. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, there's there's a there's a, a constructed charm to these. Like normally, I'm not the person who you want to get into a discussion with about like how modern movies have ruined everything by moving to CGI backgrounds and everything. I don't give a shit. I'm pretty good at falling into a movie. Like, yeah. Obviously, yes. I'm I, I'm still the sort of per if I see like an obviously fake gunshot and blood mist effect that's from like Poser or whatever, I'll still notice that. But good effects. I'm fine with. Yeah, I mean, it's... The thing is, there is a lot of CG in a shitload of movies yeah. that no one will ever complain about because you would never know it was CG. Yeah, but what, what I'm getting at is... So, uh, 
I don't usually care about the difference between CG and practical effects, but with these monster movies, <laughs> I, I, I like squibs. Like I, 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 the uh, people on other podcasts are always going on about how like you could tell they had a bunch of fucking squibs because you could see the blood packs going off. Fuck yeah! And I'm like, then aren't you being taken out of the movie because you're fully aware that those are little <laughs> implant charge things that blow off, blow off fake blood? Like, you're just happy to see them because you think CGI is a shibboleth to get mad at, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I, but this movie has such a charm to it, and these Toho movies in general do, that I'm like, fuck yeah. I love it when you stand up out of water and big obvious drops of water are falling off of you instead of swimming pool-sized amounts of water. <laughs> I... <laughs> I also honestly love, like, there's a shot in this where Godzilla breath beams the two monsters that are next to a building and just pushes the building yeah. into another building. Yep. And I'm like, that is not how buildings work, and I love it. It's so adorable. <laughs> there's also, I, I gotta, I, I'd say probably the worst CG shot in this movie is a shot of Godzilla rising up out of the ocean, and they didn't know how to make it look good, so they just sort of applied a warp tool to the ocean. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, how are they going to... St- they're really writing themselves into a corner here. How are they going to fix this when they finally need that guy to actually come up out of the water? They're just bubbling the water up, and not with bubbles, but with one huge warp tool, and they fix it by just having white water come up from the bottom of the screen so they can you know, put in a splash effect. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, good. You found a way out. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, the... <laughs> the fact that this movie is just so into what it's doing. Oh, and yeah. even I like that they have they've got the Earth Defense Force in this movie. Yeah. Uh this takes place in 2044 uh-huh. instead of the 2004 when it came out. Yep. And at this point in the future, we have the standard EDF like super monster hunting military, yes. but also we have mutant humans yeah, and <laughs> what exactly makes them a mutant is just they've got an M base, but what sets them apart is never really talked about. You're like, you're a mutant. They can do lots of cool, flippy, spinny, jumpy flips. Yeah, but so can fucking Hagar, and he isn't a mutant. <laughs> I mean, his fighting style isn't necessarily that uh, rife with flippy, jumpy, spinny spins. He mostly <laughs> is just a big badass who can take and give out punches. Uh, but our, our two main mutants and by the way we know there's mutants because they, you know they have to pay the piper at some point after they open the movie with an amazing sequence where they can you can tell they built godzilla final wars as a big prop and then lit it on fucking fire so that they didn't have to do cgi fire for the intro oh. um it's like five minutes of a bunch of shit being flashed across the screen where they're like in the modern day mutants have, have risen up among human society they have an m-based gene pair as opposed to the four gene type or, or, or uh, chromosome types that normal humans have and and then we see them fighting and they just they can just do sentai shit that's what mutants do <laughs> Uh, I was really hoping, because until we get to the end, I was hoping that it would be like, oh, you've got some level of weird superhuman shit, but mostly it's like, we're very good at jumping at each other when we punch. Yes, they, they're very good at jumpy punchies, and uh, they may, they might be able to hold guns that other people can't, because uh, they definitely have special guns that the mutant core gets to hold, and they never explain why they have them and no one else does. You think, like, I think if because those guns they're are good so enough, good at jumpies that yeah. they can get out of way of debris but so like, they don't crush the guns. How, how bad do you feel if you're in, like, the real EDF army and they give you a rifle and they're like, by the way, this will never penetrate the hide of any of these kaijus ever. You're just shooting for fun. <laughs> but we only have, like, 
two handheld mazers, and they're going to the mutants, obviously. And then the rest of the mutants all get these special rockety launcher things that sometimes shoot lasers and sometimes shoot rockets, but all out of the same hole. You can't have those. You no. get these rifles. You get the rifles because tax dollars were spent, not because of any kind of efficacy. Huh? It's because you'd look like assholes if we gave you nothing, which is what we should have given you. <laughs> what we should have given you was vacation. <laughs> Uh, and towards the very, very end of the movie, we discover that some mutants have the power to stop all lasers. Well, not some mutants. Very specifically, only if you're a Kaiser. Yeah, one in a million mutants. <laughs> uh, anyway, so the the whole thing goes through. We've got... I don't know how long exactly. It's probably been maybe... 20-something years. Long enough for a young dude with a punk Sum 41 haircut to grow up into Hagar from uh, st from Final Fight or Streets of Rage. Final Fight from Final yeah. Fight. It's Godzilla Final Fight. Yeah. <laughs> he really does look like Hagar. He's 100% just Hagar. Yeah. <laughs> he's the captain of the, the, the flying drill submarine Gotengo. Yep. And he's just one of those military ultra badasses. Yeah, he is one of the only <laughs> white people in this, and he's just like... Ah, I will do what needs to be done to win wars. Ah, Hagar. <laughs> yes. Uh, so long enough for him to have become a grizzled old captain of a ship instead of a, a fresh young lieutenant who yells when he pushes buttons. <laughs> now he just is quiet while other people push buttons. Uh-huh. And if they push his buttons, <laughs> they're, they're in for a punching or a sorting. <laughs> That's right. Mm -hmm. He... Always has a sword on him. He's got the only katana in the movie, which is uh, w w impressive, given that he's like the only white guy in the movie as well. Yep. <laughs> but uh, It's choices. Yeah. So we're now we're in the future, and we after this long intro, we zero in on a battle sequence. It's a sparring match happening between Ozaki and Kazama, who are two of the mutants in the mutant part of the EDF. Yes. And they're just having a good old sparring match until... Uh, one of them manages to get the upper hand and then the match gets called off and they're like, all right, well, there we go. Well, yeah, they're getting too, they're getting too into it is the thing. They're like, they're like getting too into it. So the match gets called and like this dude who's like the pilot of the Gotengo, but also a general. So it's weird that he doesn't outrank the captain is like, you two knock that off. Like, by the way, we couldn't watch this subbed. I don't know if you could find a subbed copy. No, I could not. Uh, dub only is the only thing available. Yes. Um, but he comes <laughs> out and he's just like, you two knock that off. Uh, you're, the, the goal of this mission is not to kill each other. And one of them's like, but but chief, I won. I don't care who won. This is not about killing each other. This isn't about winning. This is about becoming stronger than you were yesterday. Yeah, but it turns out that Ozaki was holding back. Kazama can't understand why. He'll do whatever it takes to win. Yeah, and it is... And then he'll disappear for most of the movie. Well, <laughs> I mean, Ozaka's whole thing is just like, Oh, you, we aren't here to fight or kill. We're here to protect people. That's what this is about. Yes. It's an Earth defense force, mm -hmm. not an Earth attack force. Mm -hmm. So we have to be able to do whatever. And of course, you know, the other guy's just like, fuck you. You got to kill bitches. And I'm yeah. like, all right, well. And then Kazama disappears for a long time. Yeah. Uh, at least maybe he does. A lot of people in this movie have very similar builds, outfits, and haircuts. I mean, he comes back for the fight against the lobster. Yeah. yeah uh, he's, he's in that. And then there's a scene where he, like, betrays them. Well, there's the scene I where all of over. them betray yeah. them. He gets He's one of the ones that gets taken over. Yeah. But he gets beaten back into not being taken over. Uh. And then he Randy Quaid's his way out of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> 
I mean, I could pick a different person making a suicide run on a big flying alien vehicle. But why would? Why would? That's the perfect example. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, the way it was filmed was very like, oh, this feels very Independence Day, and then Star Wars Return of the Return Jedi. Of the Jedi at yeah, because he's flying way up into the into the thing to hit the middle he's part and blow it up, dancing around in those guts. He doesn't have a, t- a chance to say, "Hey, boys, remember me?" or whatever that the line is. I'm back. I wish when Randy Quaid wasn't like an absolute terrible piece of shit, man. Huh? Uh, anyway, the uh, the whole thing here is the Gotengu is put put into like repair mode because it got all fucked up when Hagar murdered some weird water snake. Yeah, he was killing a lava snake that was deep in an under underwater fissure, and he did it wrong in a way that like the lady in charge of the EDF is all mad at him, so she's like Well, they dove the ship so far underwater to like an underwater lava vent mm-hmm. that the pressure was doing ridiculous damage. It almost lost the ship, but that's essentially the only way he could figure out to get the like snake kaiju off of the surrounding the ship. Yeah, but but this lady in charge doesn't like him and never has. And so she's like, this is my chance to finally get you the hell off that ship. So he goes into, like, minimum security jail for a while. Yeah, he, they're like, oh, uh, it's like Commander Gordon, I think is his name. Yeah. Like, oh, he won't be joining anyone because he's in jail for striking a superior officer. But it's a really nice jail. They gave him two punching bags set about three feet apart so he can punch them both at the same time with cross punches. Yeah. It's a very specific type of punch training he's doing. He's got a very specific Hagar-related punching training. (laughs) Also, he's the mayor. (laughs) Also, he is the mayor. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, at this point, we get a bunch of uh, nonsense with a... A uh, biologist shows up, and she's here to study the St- kaiju. Standard Godzilla, pure motherfucking filler. If you want, if if you're calling it anything in particular, yeah, it's uh, just I am here to study the the monsters. Oh, I have learned something interesting about monsters today. Yeah, and this is mostly this is a love interest. She's uh she's there for as a love interest for Ozaki, and we have to have the intro where Ozaki's like, "You have assigned me to be the bodyguard." I don't know who does his voice. You have assigned me to be the bodyguard of a, one of those scientists. I hate those crusty old farts. What could they possibly want? They're so grumpy. They're so grumpy and useless. And I am a badass who needs to do badass things. And then she's like, "I'm not grumpy." From behind him, and he turns around. And he's like, "You could not be a biologist because you are a sexy model. <laughs> you are a hot lady, not working for the UN. This is horseshit." I do like that she shuts him down hard after a couple of those, where where they're walking back to the car, and he keeps being like, "I don't understand." You look like you should be a model on the cover of a magazine. How is it that you are a biologist? One of the manly arts. And finally, <laughs> she's like, she's like, would you shut the fuck up? Look, never talk to me unless I ask you a direct question. That's an order. We're done. And in fact, don't even look at me unless you are required to by the job. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I appreciated that because he was way out of line. Yeah. It's weird because the entire film, he is supposed to be our, like main badass good guy he is the one who's constantly like i decide how i use my power whether for good or evil it is my decision i'm the good guy i'm a hero and literally every scene in the movie is him being like we should use our powers for good we should defend people and then as soon as he meets a lady he's like 
what up? Why are you walking around in a lab coat, slut? And you're like, what the <laughs> fuck just happened? Are you hiding lingerie under that? That's the only reason it makes sense to me. I bet those glasses don't even have lenses in them. <laughs> it is so weird. It's it's wild. It's like his mutant power is that he has the sexual politics of Andrew Dice Clay. <laughs> Uh, so Which is also one of Gambit's mutant powers. <laughs> yes. It doesn't come up often. Not very often, but... <laughs> it Not you, it Gambit. <laughs> it Gambit. <laughs> uh, so, yes, he has one last little thing where uh, Kazama's like, well, looks like you're a bodyguard. That's a good place for you because you suck and we're rivals. Yeah. Well, we need are... to establish this now because we're not going to spend any time you on it. You and I are rivals. I have to say that, he's right, I have to say that because it's going to be monsters for the next 20 minutes and then something else for the next 30 minutes. <laughs> Look, this is a two-hour movie and most of that is monster stuff. So I got to <laughs> just really come out and say, you and I, I do not like you because we are rivals. You and I will have a fight. <laughs> Later, we will have a fight. Good day. I'll see you in about an hour and 15. But then we'll learn things. And he's like, okay, I look forward to it. Great. I love it. <laughs> Enemies By become the, friends. Hey, before you go away, can you believe this is a scientist over here? <laughs> I could never. <laughs> she hasn't made a sandwich or nothing. <laughs> uh, but we follow them. They go find a mummified <laughs> kaiju. Oh, I think that's Ibira. Yeah. No. I, no. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Right. Yes. No, they find a mummified old kaiju and it turns out that the kaiju has M base in its veins. Yes. They're like, Ooh, you have the same shit in the mutant stuff that these monsters do. I wonder if you share something in common with them. And they, this is an int- important discovery for them because the monster is 12,000 years old, but also has lots of technological upgrades and cyborg parts in it. Yes. And they're like, well, 12,000 years ago, so humanity couldn't do that shit. And I, I appreciate their willingness to stay on that level of scientific correctness and not be like, also Atlantis was real and so was Moo or whatever. And th- th- those places all had super high technology. That's where that came from. Yeah, that's what that is. Instead, they're like, so this thing's an alien? I, maybe. And I guess that means mutants are partially alien. We'll figure it out. We'll get there. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, but yeah, I think that one is, uh, Gigan. Gigan is oh, the that, one they find it's there. It's just one of the Gigans. Okay. It is, it is a Gigan. Yeah, because there's like two live Gigans in this movie, and then there, I, that's a, that's a dead one? Okay. No, that's the one they reactivate. Oh, they react. Oh, okay. I get you. Yeah. Because there's another one that comes out later with cool, s- stupid fork chainsaw hands. Which I'm not sure if that's just, because... Gigan is the first one that when they wake up Godzilla, he goes to fight. Yes. And just shoots his head immediately off and then walks away. And I was like, oh, did they just salvage him? Just rebuild and him real rebuild quick. him? Because he is basically just a cyborg with a little bit of flesh on him. Yeah, I guess they switched out his hands for chainsaws and called it a day. Pretty much. Okay. That that seems reasonable. I, did, I didn't know one way or the other. But yeah, um, so this is one of the Gigans then. Uh, right around this time, he's still griping about being a bodyguard, but oh no, we've got a call. There's there's kaijus. Monsters are attacking different cities like Paris and Sydney. And Okinawa. And we get uh, a few different shows. We get Anguirus, the armadillo one. I like to think of him as an ankylosaur one, but yes. They call him an armadillo. call him an armadillo. I know. So it doesn't matter what you think. I know. <laughs> We it get doesn't uh, go ahead. <laughs> we get Zilla in Sydney. Zilla's in Sydney. We get uh, Rodan attacking New York. Yep, which is also where we get <laughs> the most stupid. This, God damn it! I, I think this was like 
Americans are crazy for Godzilla because of 1998 Godzilla. Let's put America shit in here so that they'll they'll appreciate it more. Or they're just straight up making fun of us. I don't know which one it is. I couldn't tell you, but there is just a scene in New York where a guy is getting his car towed and... Giant pink pimp car. He is just the full black pimp stereotype. Uh-huh. And I will say this to the cop who seems completely nonplussed about this man pulling a gun on him. It is very weird that he's like, I'll fucking kill you if you take my car. And he's like, put your gun down. Jeez. <laughs> And meanwhile, there's another black actor. There's like three of them in the whole movie uh, sitting on a bench behind him who's just super drunk. He's, he's doing the drink. Yeah, he's a hobo. He's doing the hobo drink with the, uh, you know, the, the, the bottle in the brown paper bag. And he keeps laughing at this whole altercation playing out in front of him. And then he notices a giant birdie. Birdie, everybody. Birdie. Look behind you. Yeah. This movie features a lot of characters apparently seeing Rodan. Uh, which normally I would be like, how are you doing that? He's going like 3,000. He sets the air on fire. He's really fast. Yeah, that's one of his superpowers is just sort of, I couldn't tell if it was heat or shockwave. Yeah. But just after he flies by something, it explodes, essentially. Yeah, that's that's always been his biggest power. He's like a lava tyr- pteranodon, and he, can, he goes fast enough that he can start fires behind him. Uh, but which the one is that <laughs> great for this, because... All three of them see him, and then he flies by, and they explode. Yes, it just blows the scene up, so we're done with it. It's but I do a, love great. that they're like, what do we know about America? Uh, guns, the police, drinking. <laughs> like, great, you did it. Pimps are still a thing, yes? Okay, let's just make that. And, and by pimps are still a thing, I mean, not that sex trafficking and, and, and abuse is still a thing, but like cartoon 70s pimps? Yes. <laughs> like Starsky and Hutch pimps? Yeah, full on. <laughs> It is an amazing little, like, oh, what's the one thing we're going to say about America? Oh, that they'll pull guns on anyone. Yes. <laughs> Great. <laughs> love it. And their Godzilla is stupid. We know. We didn't like it either. It, it was weird to me that they didn't put Zilla in New York and instead put Rodan there. Because I was like, oh, you could at least go full hog on it and be like, yeah, here you go. Here's your shitty Godzilla. I would have loved it, but I'm guessing that they initially wrote it that way and realized they had no way for their shitty-ass Godzilla to end that scene as quickly as Rodan could. <laughs> Zilla would have had to step on the scene for it to end. It can't. It, that Zilla can't even breathe energy or anything. Nope. Fucking useless crap. <laughs> useless you know, ass. The worst part about that is that Zilla's not even the bad part of the Godzilla movie. <laughs> it's Matthew Broderick. <laughs> it's not even him. It's Hank Azaria and whoever plays his wife. Because they're the ones who are the icons of New York in that, where they're just sitting there like, Godzilla's walking by, and they're like, Hey, it must be a parade or something coming up 54th Street. After you think you feel a bunch of them, you don't care no more. <laughs> I've got a biscotti. There's, there's that. Uh, so, yes, we get a bunch of monsters. They send out a bunch of different, uh, like, ships. No one, the Gotenga is the only one that gets to be a submarine and a drill and a ship at the same time. Most of them are these hovery things. They're just sort of big hovering battleship Yamamoto deals. Yeah. And they send a whole bunch out to try and fight these guys. And eventually, they all disappear. Oh, well, um, all the monsters disappear. But not until they've destroyed every one of these military flying battleship things, except for the Gotengo, which is hidden. Uh, no, man, that's way later. Oh, is everything? Okay, so yeah, you're right. That's way later after they release all the monsters at once. Yes. But yeah, they're they're uh, getting all beat up by these monsters, and then right at once, they all just disappear. Yeah. And uh, we also get a scene where we see the 
Rodan flying past the new UN secretary. Uh, that was the scene that bothered me about people being able to see Rodan. Like he's looking out an airplane window and he's like, what is that? What is that thing? And then Rodan passes them and the plane explodes. And I was like, have you ever looked out an airplane window? You've got like 19 degrees of angle of incidence. You can't see that guy 30 miles behind you. Well, he You're wasn't behind. He came at them. He T-boned them. <laughs> he did, and he went past them and then exploded them with the shockwave like he always does. Well, you see, he's very big. <laughs> that is true. He is very big. <laughs> he big. I still call shenanigans, but also I don't give a shit because this is the kind of movie where shenanigans are appropriate. Uh, appropriate but... shenanigans is the name of my improv night. <laughs> <laughs> An appropriate level of shenanigans. <laughs> yeah, we're very serious. <laughs> it's improv that's, that's drama. <laughs> Uh, we call it Improma. <laughs> Not enough people doing Improma, if you ask me. I have the cancer. <laughs> yes, and I'm very sad about that. <laughs> it's especially sad because I'm former U.S. President Ulysses S. Grant. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and we are in a movie theater. <laughs> we are seeing Philadelphia. It is it is uh, pertinent to my interest because I also have the cancer. How poignant! Oh no, wait. I think is that's AIDS. AIDS, AIDS in Philadelphia. Yes, <laughs> this has no bearing on me. <laughs> this means nothing to me. <laughs> Why doesn't Tom Hanks care about my problems, <laughs> Ulysses S. Grant? Anyway, uh, tune into Improma coming soon to uh, theaters near you. And by near you, I mean really inconvenient, <laughs> very inconvenient theaters. No parking. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so they all disappear, and then the uh, secretary, who we thought was dead because his plane blew up, shows up and he's like, hello everyone, it is I, the UN secretary. Uh, I got saved by these aliens, and no one knows what they're, we can't pronounce their name, so we'll call them Exaliens. <laughs> you may call us Exaliens. <laughs> Our name is unpronounceable in your tongue. Is it Jeff? <laughs> yes. Oh, I didn't think you could make that sound. Just try, guy. Just, just, <laughs> Come on, just man. Just try. Just give me one real give quick. Give me a shot. Give, give me one real quick. Let me tell you my opinion on contact again real quick. <laughs> <laughs> if you're holding out a true form on me, I'm going to be real mad. Oh, baby, are we ever. I'll work it out in my Improma classes later, but I'll be real mad. Now... He shows up and, of course, is like, ah, they have saved us from these monsters, and they are here to also save us from impending doom. A rogue planet is going to collide with Earth and destroy it, but we can all join forces with them and shoot a big laser at it, and then we will no longer be United Nations. We will be space nations. And I was like, god damn it, you should have been... United Planets. Yeah. How did you choose the wrong word out of no, United maybe, Nations? Maybe they tried it. Maybe the first day of filming, they were like, we will no longer be the United Nations. We will be the United Federation of Planets. <laughs> and someone was like, no, no, Take hold it. on. We got a phone call. I'm getting a phone call from Paramount. I'm getting I'm getting some news. And they were like, we're Toho. We don't give a fuck. <laughs> we will be the Galactic Alliance. No, hang on. Hold on. <laughs> uh. We shall call ourselves the Suicide Squad. <laughs> we'll be some kind of Suicide Squad? <laughs> no! <laughs> no! <laughs> but, uh... We, will, we are no longer men of Earth. We are now X-Men. <laughs> United. 
God damn it. <laughs> X-Men United 3, Thanos' Return. That's a long name for our organization. It will make sense later. <laughs> Don't worry. You're going to love this in about 15 years. <laughs> okay. Um. Anyway. So anyway, yeah, he's obviously an alien. Yeah, he's very clearly been replaced by an alien. Yeah. But uh, we have a little bit of dissension in the alien ranks. We have the main alien leader guy and his very clearly backstabby underling. <laughs> we very much have an Emperor and Kefka scenario going on here. Oh, yeah. This is definitely a Starscream <laughs> sort of t scenario here. Yeah, the reason I'm calling it the Emperor and Kefka is because, much like Kefka, he succeeds at taking out the Emperor and taking over, <laughs> where Starscream does not. Per periodically fails in a hilarious fashion. Yeah. So we have most of them unnamed but our main bad guy, the underling who will eventually take over, decides to call himself X. Because <laughs> it's sexy and mysterious. And because he's an ex-alien anyway. <laughs> I'm X, the ex-alien. <laughs> Great. Uh, I'm ready to participate in your Earth X games. Do you have any <laughs> Sum 41 music I, a bro could listen to? <laughs> so much Sum 41. The entire soundtrack of this movie, Sum 41 and Zebrahead. I wonder how what how hard it's going to be for us to finally get around to interviewing Sum 41 after watching this and, and Dirty Love. <laughs> Man, Sum 41, you really were in a lot of shit we watched for some reason. <laughs> Did you get paid a lot of money for doing half the music in Final Wars? Yes, that's <laughs> rad. Good. That's good. I'm glad. <laughs> you deserve it. <laughs> Could you guys beat up Zebrahead, the other band that did the other half of the music? I thought so, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. Now, uh, we get some horse shit where eventually they figure out that people are aliens. Yeah, it, it all boils down to there are two love interests in the movie, one of them for Ozaki and the other one for Hag Hagar. And uh, Hagar's one is just a random reporter who was interviewing the uh, the prime minister towards the beginning of the movie. Yeah, she and had uh, interviewed him before he got replaced. So she's like, oh, what about your dog? And he's like, my what? Yes. Oh, no. Now I realize that you are someone else because you didn't do even cursory information background digging into this guy. Yeah, which you think they would. I mean, they're flying around in this giant sphere that's as big as like like Tokyo. So you think that they have a lot of cool technology and shit up in there. They don't. They also discover that they're faking the whole planet invasion thing because they sent the same video of the planet approaching to all the planet uh, planetariums on or observatories in the world. Yeah, all of them when they were like, oh, they all went to look and see what was going on with this incoming planet. And it is literally the exact same image in all of them, like some kind of hologram. Exactly. So, or, or at least they didn't think about like angle of incidence, or maybe you wouldn't be able to see it from one side of the planet right now because it's on the other side of the planet. Nope. And they just didn't worry about that. They were just like, meh. Meh. So, uh, so that's great. Yeah. So then someone attacks the secretary and yeah, they like get a little uh, bit of his blood and ooh, he's got the same M base that the mutants and the monsters do. He's clearly an Exalian. And then. They reveal that on live TV after the fucking reporter is like, ah, I brought a dog. Do you not recognize this dog? And he's like, oh, of course, that's my dog. Yes, of course. Come here. Come he's here, like, dog. Ha -ha. No, it's my dog. You fucking idiot. 
I fooled you, you dumb asshole. <laughs> I really wanted it to just be turned out that he's had a really traumatic couple of days because he did just recently get rescued from an exploding airplane by aliens. He's like, oh, no, no my dog looks exactly like that. No, we have the same dog. We, have, we both have a French bulldog. This is an amazing coincidence. However, you have elected to embarrass me on live TV in front of these aliens. For no reason. Why would you do that? Uh, I... Also absolutely love that this fucking bulldog will continue to show up in this movie randomly. Like, at certain points, we'll just cut to this reporter, and she's, like, standing in a ruined city, covered in dirt, and just a happy little bulldog with her. And I'm like, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> love it. Yeah. Um. So, at this point, with this revealed, the uh, Gordon comes in, Commander Gordon. He's been rescued because we've been building an underground resistance for the past couple of scenes. Um. Most of the mutants, plus a few of the remaining soldiers, and Gordon has been rescued from prison. Uh, he shoots the the fake Secretary General, who splits open Independence Day style to repeal, or, or reveal an alien inside. Yep. And then the other, the main guy, the big bald main guy, is like, "Okay, okay, I me. can explain. There's a reason we did this." And, and then X just murders him. He just murders him. He's like, "Yeah, I don't need to explain shit. You people are cows to us, <laughs> and we're gonna take over with monsters the way I was hoping to do it in the first place. Fuck all of you. Goodbye." <laughs> and they <laughs> they're like, "We'll stop you." And they call in all of the mutants. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, "Oh, you don't understand. We control anything with an M base in it." And he does a little wow, 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 wow thing, and all of the mutants clutch their head, and they're all fucked up, except for Ozaki. Ozaki's just fine. A mystery is afoot. Oh, no. Oh. Also, meanwhile, while all this other shit is happening, a little boy in the woods has found Amilla, and he's just like, hello, you are Amilla, and you oh, are my friend. Oh, grandfather, do not shoot at him. He is my friend Amilla. But I am an old-timey Japanese hunter. I, I need to shoot anything I see. <laughs> no, Grandfather, I will not let you. No, let's put him in your converted minivan instead. No, he must be my friend forever. <laughs> he is Mila. We are now friends now, Grandfather. Yeah, we need that. To, that's just also happening. But yeah, all of the mutants turn on them and our, like, captain of the ship that we had before that wasn't Hagar is like, I'll hold them off because I'm a badass guy i'm in charge of mutants but i'm apparently not a mutant i'm just the guy in charge of mutants it's a uh, matrix rules ship captains are hand-to-hand -hand combat badasses yeah so he yeah. manages to fight a room full of super soldiers yeah we, we never a do while we never do establish what makes them super exactly uh, we know they can do lots of jumpy spinny flips but we don't like he doesn't he can't do that but he's still beating them up sure, anyway he flips and kicks people he does all sorts oh, of he shit he does regular spinny flippy kicks they're doing super spinny flippy kicks. You can tell because reasons. Oh, uh, when he hits them, they don't go flying backwards into walls. <laughs> yeah, neither do they. <laughs> well, yeah, they're mutants. <laughs> when they hit each other, they didn't go flying. No one goes flying. Yes, they do. That's how the first big fight ends. The, the, the sparring match ends with uh, Kazama kicking Ozaki hard enough that he flies like 30 feet backwards into a fence. And then he jumps on top of him and is like, I will defeat you. So, yeah, they can do that. That whole like super shonen knockback <laughs> bullshit they can do it they can all do it. that's what mutants do baby <laughs> i don't believe you okay watch the movie again <laughs> all right hold on pause i'm gonna watch the whole uh, movie again watch the, we'll be right back after we watch the movie again <laughs> uh so they take off do all of the like main characters that are left and the only one of the mutants who manages to follow after them is of course kazama yeah. So that Ozaki and Kazama can have 
a matrix motorcycle uh, a fight. motorcycle fight <laughs> and indeed they do and ozaki manages to hit kazama with his motorcycle at the end and knock him out and take him on board the ship yeah for a movie that's got godzilla fighting all the monsters in it that's the best fight in this movie and it makes me sad it's true most of the fight choreography in this sucks absolute ass when it's against people yes because it is extremely fast cuts where i'm like i can't tell anything that's going on you yes. won't show a blow landing anywhere yeah but the the slow motion shot of him trying to jump kick ozaki off his motorcycle and ozaki responding by going onto his front wheel only jumping from his front wheel only still on the bike and then whirling the bike around so he uses it like a foot to kick kazama in the face yep with his back bike wheel it is, is it's, it's a, a great bit it's a cool shot uh so now that x is in charge and he doesn't give a fuck He's like, all right, uh, Gigan, wake up. And he wakes up the mummy that they had been looking at because mm -hmm. you can't really kill a thing that's mostly robot. So it just pops up and is like, all right, go fuck bitches up. We're going to send a whole bunch of like our little spaceship things that look like little witch fingernails. Like, yeah, this movie is I just send out bugles to take over the Earth. It's amazing how much this movie for being a Godzilla film is about half Independence Day and half Matrix. Yeah. And, uh, and a little pinch of flight of the navigator for what those spaceships look like. So they manage to fuck a lot of shit up. Yes, they do. Uh, and like most of the planet has just been absolutely fucked over by all of these various spaceships and whatnot going around. Uh, as we had said earlier, this is the point where all of the ships except for the Gotengu have been fucked up because it's in an underground base for repairs. Which they haven't found yet, thank God. And I love the part where they're discussing what the plan is because Hagar's like, all right, here's the plan. I'm going to wake up fucking Godzilla and I'm just going to have him follow my ship because he's mad at it all the way back to the main fight and then he'll win the fight. Well, then what are you going to do? Then Godzilla's running around. Then I'll just have him follow my ship back to the South Pole and trap him in the South Pole again. Just do the same shit I did before. And then it cuts to like this random like dude in charge. I don't know what he's like. He's like some functionary. Some random like, guy. And he's just like, like the most dramatic scene of the movie. He's just like, you mean you tell you, you intend your plan is to go release Godzilla, have Godzilla follow you, lead him to the enemy monsters, have him fight the enemy monsters, then have him fight the enemy spaceship. Then after he wins and they all lose and you're still alive and he's, and he's still alive, have him follow you back to the South pole where you'll bury him again. Yes. Oh, <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just like that people keep be like, but that wouldn't work. It's impossible. And I mean, like, well, what else the fuck else are we going to do? Well, yeah, that's the great thing about this scene is he's like, we lost. Yeah. Humanity is fucked. Yeah. All of our cities are absolutely destroyed. Like we are just boned and it, there's no way we can stop this. So unleashing Godzilla, they're like, oh, but what if he rampages? He's like, what's he going to do? Wreck a building? We're already fighting in ruins. It's one more monster. How much, how bad could it be? We're already covered in them. So, yeah, they go fucking wake up Godzilla. We get a bunch of business by a couple of the guys stationed at the Godzilla South Pole area. Yep. And they're well, just like... For some reason, they're dressed in Hawaiian shirts. And yeah, like it seems Hawaiian. like some more American stuff. Yeah, I think so. Where they just added it in because it's just two guys who are like, Hey, someone's coming, and they're going to wake up Godzilla. 
what? And then Godzilla wakes up and immediately lasers their facility out of existence. And like, just kills them immediately. Just immediately. He's like, ah, you two, you're in charge of the facility I was housed in. Fuck you directly. Okay, well, fuck you. <laughs> and now... And then he turns to the ship, and they just... One of the things I love about this movie is I'm just saying what's happening. He still thinks he's in the fight from 20 years ago. And the great thing is they are relying on the Exalians to not realize that Godzilla is pissed at the humans. Yeah. Because Hagar fucking sends a message. Also, I will never learn what his real name is. Gordon. Don't care. He's, he's Hagar. <laughs> Hagar sends a message to the Exalians. He's like, there's one thing you didn't think <laughs> Two about. Two things about Earth you didn't know. Me and Godzilla. And they're like, oh, they've got a fucking monster we can't control. We should send monsters to fight it. Whereas if they hadn't, he would have just murdered Hagar and been like, cool. <laughs> yeah. The um, If there's one thing I wish that this movie had done differently, I wish that Ozaki wasn't even in it. Because Hagar versus the villain would have been better. Uh, largely just because of the scene where he's like, yes, I'm going to get Godzilla and we're going to do the thing. At the end, he goes, let's go. I want to kick that alien kid's ass. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have Godzilla fight the monsters so I can go fight that asshole. <laughs> he never does. And I'm like, let me watch him punch that guy. Huh? Uh, so Gigan shows up, gets immediately one shot, basically. Yeah, he throws, like, some ropes on Godzilla or whatever, and Godzilla's just like, what the fuck is... Blah! And just bla blows <laughs> blah, blow your head up. <laughs> fuck this. All right, well, fuck you. And then we get our fight against Zilla, where he just, like, throws her into the opera house and breathes on her and is like, and done. Yep. <laughs> Zilla gets five seconds. And they, they start the five seconds by queuing up some sweet new metal to let you know, again, this is the shitty American one. <laughs> He manages to go fight the spider and just throws it into space. <laughs> the spider's great. I like all the ones that clearly don't have a person in there. Although I think there actually is a person operating the spider from inside, but it's just such a puppety thing. It's great. Yeah. He throws the spider into space. Then he goes to fight Anguirus, but not alone. Anguirus no, no. He First, he has to defeat uh, whatever the flying, like the dragonfly mantis is. Yeah, I don't know what that thing is. That's one of the ones I didn't know. I want to call it a Mudo just because dragonfly mantises are what the, the villains from the 2014 one. I mean, we've got Kumanga and Manda and Kamakuras. That's that's it. It's Kamakuras because it has parentheses, Gymantis, which I assume is what they would call that. <laughs> All right. So Kamanda, uh, who I, I believe he just sort of bulls over like it, it, he just a, throws it into a tower, which impales the bug. That's right. Yeah, it gets impaled. But it's all that is the scene where the, where the awful water bump effect, where he float, where he comes up to Okinawa or whatever the fuck yeah. that thing was attacking, and then just kills it on the way in. And then he gets in a, th a huge fight with three of them at once when he's fighting Anguirus, uh, King Caesar, who's the one that looks like a like a Chinese style foo lion or foo dog, uh, but bipedal. And very poorly done. Like, I, I've always thought that King Caesar is one of the stupidest looking ones because, for whatever reason, it looks like he's wearing Princess Leia's slave bikini. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and also, I think Rodan is in that fight, too. Yes. It's the three of them fighting. And, of course, we also have Child Grandfather and Milla watching because yeah. we have to set up that Milla is going to slightly grow here. Mm -hmm. But... We get the entire fight. This, of course, is going to be our longest fight so far for a monster because there's three of them, so he can't just 
absolutely stomp one of them and continue on his way. His fight with three of them is about three times as long as his fight with one of them, as he quickly dispatches and easily dispatches all of them like it's nothing. We get a fun little soccer thing where Anguirus turns into a ball and fucking King Caesar gets a goal on Godzilla. Yeah, kicks it at him. I like the two times in a row where where, uh, King Caesar goes for like a, a big old jump kick. And just gets caught and thrown so he lands with his back on Anguirus's spikes. Yes. He's just like, oh, fuck, the, fuck, come Ow, on. Ah. <laughs> also, 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 during this sequence, just let it be known, just like we were talking about the grandfather and the little boy Milla, uh, also in some cave somewhere, two little Japanese women in miniskirts are waking up Mothra so Mothra can go fuck shit up too. Yeah. Just also happening. Yeah, they had a weird point where three of the people, like, got psychically transported to their cave so they could get a weird little artifact that will be a special tool that will come in handy later. Yeah. <laughs> it ends up in the hands of the biologist lady. Um, but yeah, the, the, and the, those two, the two Japanese women also summon Mothra around here. Yeah, it is great because Mothra never fights with Godzilla in this movie, which is weird to me. They're not supposed to. They're allies. They're not even supposed to be allies. I mean, I the big thing, Godzilla, historically, for some reason, Americans think of Godzilla and Mothra as being allies, and yet they never are. They are always enemies. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you why I thought they were allies, because in the old Nintendo Godzilla game, those were the two monsters you could play as. Yeah, well. well who, so who knows, I guess. Yeah, they. it's just occasionally they are on the same side, yeah. but they never fight together. But in the uh, in the most recent, the uh, I, I want to call Godzilla Destroy All Monsters or whatever, the, the, the one that was the sequel to the 2014 or 2008 Godzilla movie, uh, Mothra is in it and is an ally of Godzilla. So Americans have, have wanted that to be true enough that it is now. Yes. But yeah, and this, I don't think they have time to explain the complex interplay between Godzilla and Mothra. There's like 40 other monsters to get through. No, what they had was enough time to go, oh, back in the day, Mothra fought Gigan. So now when they put second Gigan out, yes, we've had one Gigan. <laughs> what about second Gigan? <laughs> what about second Gigan? <laughs> uh, that will be when Mothra shows up to be like, ooh, I'll fight second Gigan. That's <laughs> I, what I care about. I, after first Gigan, or whoever that was, it was that, I don't know the name of the the, the new one. Because it, 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 he turns into King Ghidorah, but he's not King Ghidorah in the beginning. I don't know who he is. I mean, he's he's just King Ghidorah. Okay. In a weird version of he's him. He's bio suit. He looks like a Giver. Yeah. I, honestly, I fucking loved that. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> yeah. This movie was really missing, like, a Jet Jaguar. I was really hoping that that would be Ozaki's secret Kaiser mutant power, was that he was Jet Jaguar. Uh. But anyway, um, we get one scene of the mutant team fighting against, I think it's called Ibira. It's the the crayfish or lobster-looking one. Yep. That's neat, because this happened way earlier. I just wanted to mention there was a human versus kaiju fight in this, where they were, like, ground-level humans versus a kaiju, and they win. Yep. That was neat to watch. Anyway, get back to it. After he defeats these three, he goes off to get in another fight with a bunch of monsters. I think he takes out... This is the two-for-one. The two-for-one where, where he, he takes out... Ibira again. Uh, the smog monster and Ibira. And, and bio, I, I want to say Biolante, but if I'm wrong about the sludge pile monster, then let me know. Yeah. Um, I'll look it up and see if I'm right or wrong. Uh, but yeah, they just... The, the Ibira comes jumping out of the ocean slightly wrong, so one of its claws gets stuck in the side of the sludge monster... And then Godzilla just walks up and is like, I will take advantage of this situation and kills both of them. Immediately. Yeah. And at this point, <laughs> they have decided that since Godzilla's, you know, taking care of most of the monsters, 
they are going to try and assault the actual spaceship. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is when we get the full, you know, Independence Day thing. And uh, they go in. They try and shoot the Mazer in order to make an opening for uh, the ship, but they have a bubble. So instead, uh, Kazama gets into a fighter, mm-hmm. flies, apparently through the energy field doesn't stop if you're just a ship going through. Nope. So just flies into the UFO, uh, blows up a couple of their little fighter jet things, and then slams his jet into the core, which shuts down one of the two shields, <laughs> the shields. <laughs> And okay, before I really don't want to make a bunch of King or of Godzilla fans angry. It's Hedora, or, or uh, that is the, uh, the the sludge monster. Uh, the the Biolante, the one I kept saying, is the big like walking Venus flytrap. Ah, okay, okay. So Hedora is the big slimy one. I was gonna say I have a list of the names of all of the ones that were in here. I just don't know what most of those mean. Yeah, I don't think when Bio- you're like, ah, oh, yes, he fought Manda. I'm like, I don't know who Manda is. Ah, Kumanga. Sure. Minya. All right. <laughs> uh, looks like Manda is that big snake they fight at the very beginning. Oh, the, that's right. He even snake. says Manda when they're fighting it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Manda. Anyway, we're... And Kumanda is the spider. Oh, okay. Kumanda the spider. Kumanga. Yeah, yeah, Kumanga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so there we go. Anyway. Uh, then they just... Slam a jam their drill ship into the main ship, mm-hmm. but oh no, aliens can teleport, so they all just teleport onto the bridge. And they're like, kill everyone who's an extra. Yeah, <laughs> kill all the extras. I have special plans for you. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna take you, the named people, with us. Yeah, uh, and it's like, did you really think we'd let you? I just let you in here as a joke. It doesn't matter. But then when he gets them up to his big, st- they, they drag him up to his office where he's still standing. Uh, this this is X the bad guy, and X is about to show off that Godzilla is dying. But as he tries to do so, Godzilla kills the two monsters he's fighting, and he he gets like comically mad. <laughs> that's why God I was, damn it. That's why I was reading so much Kefka energy from this guy because he's just like, you know, he's like flinging his arms around all grumpy. Oh, he does like great expressive facial yeah. work in this. Yeah, I mean, I know that Ozaki keeps trying to do it, but the actor for that is not as good at it as the guy that does X. Yeah. Because the X guy has real, real Joker vibes He's to him. a lot of panache. <laughs> Something chilling about him. <laughs> a man who thinks crime is funny? <laughs> uh, but then they send in their heavy hitter, which is basically Giver version of... Uh, King Ghidorah. Yeah, he, he looks super cool. He's like a power armor monster. And yeah. they fight for a long time. I was disappointed when he turned into King Ghidorah, because as much as I was like, you know, obviously they got to put King Ghidorah in this. He's kind of the Oh, biggest. yeah, I kept waiting for him. I was like, yeah. where the fuck are you? But it's just disappointing when that thing turns into regular ass. Well, almost regular ass. It's a weird take on King Ghidorah in this movie, too. Mm-hmm. He's got four legs. Normally, King Ghidorah is two legs, wings, three heads. Yeah. But in this, he's like a centaur with three dragon heads and wings. It's, it's a weird look. I don't Quadrupedal? hate it. Ghidorah. Yeah, quadrupedal Ghidorah. Uh, but yeah, so this this cool power armor version of, uh, of I guess, not yet, Prince Ghidorah comes out and they get in a cool knockdown drag out punch uh, fight where... Plus, second Gigan is yeah. there just because we needed something for Mothra to do. And it's also so that uh, you know Prince Ghidorah can hold down Godzilla and uh, 
and, and you know he gets he gets slashed across the t- the tummy. We get, we have a scene here where he almost loses does Godzilla until he finds the spirit to win or until Mothra well, shows up. Yeah, Mothra manages to at least distract Gigan enough to uh get him murdered. Mm-hmm. Which was good. They let uh Mothra get the kill shot on second Gigan. Yeah, that was neat. It was neat to watch that happen, especially because Mothra had lost a chunk of a wing to to, to Gigan earlier. Yep. It was just a, it was a cool it was a cool bit. We get some business on the bridge where we find out that uh Ozaki is actually a Kaiser, the one in a million version of a human exalian crossover that has ultra superpowers. Yep, and we find out there's a whole grand alien conspiracy where they came down here a long time ago and interbred so they could have some like helpers on the planet but they need our regular human mitochondria to survive. Which is weird, because I'm like, well, you haven't been here for like 12,000 years. What, what were you doing to survive before this? <laughs> did you just take a bunch of humans and recently run out? Did you Did you fuck up? <laughs> did you have too much human? Do you really need humans for that? Mitochondria are pretty Pretty much the powerhouse of the cell. I mean, you could, you could get them out of like a cow or something. You don't have to just call us cows. We have more cows. Uh, so he awakens the Kaiser within Ozaki... And this momentarily turns him evil until the biologist stabs him with the artifact that they got from Cave Mothra. And he goes, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm supposed to be good. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Thanks for stabbing (laughs) me. Yeah, we have a lot of people realizing that they need to win towards the end. A lot of the, the end of the movie is people going like, I'm losing. Well, what if we shot you or stabbed you or something? I'm winning. Yeah. And by a lot of people, I mean Ozaki and Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> so then Ozaki and X have a good Matrix fight where yes. like a bunch of guys come in and shoot lasers at him and he does the whole like hold up a hand and all the lasers stop and then throws them back. I'm sad that we never see anything like that again. After that, his mutant powers revert right back to being really good at jumpy spinny kicks. Yep. <laughs> I was very sad because we even see X is like, oh, when he goes to awaken his Kaiser thing, like Sith lightnings him. Yeah. And he's I like glowing in some shots. A lot more nonsense. Yeah. I just looked it up and uh, the Ghidorah before he turns into Ghidorah is just called Monster X. Monster X. Which is kind of a lame name when you got X as a bad guy and the X aliens and everything. You're yeah, they're from it. Planet X. <laughs> they're from Brand X. Food fight crossover. <laughs> Brand X. Wait, if we find, wait till we find out that Sum 41 did most of the music for uh, for Food Fight as well. Ah! Sum 41, most of the voices in Food Fight. <laughs> anyway, uh, they have a fight and... Triangle wins. X becomes victorious and then is like, ha ha, see, you suck and you will be cattle for humans suck. And he's like, how dare you insult humans? Now I go Super Saiyan and win. Yeah, he goes all glowy and beats him up real bad. Uh, I like that he sort of just gasps and dies in the background while they're all like, yay, we won. And X is still rolling around in the crown behind him like, ah, oh, ouch. No, uh, he dies when, you know, the ship blows up. The ship does blow up, Because he sets it yeah. to self-destruct as soon as he loses. I won't die alone. <laughs> yeah, you'll take all of the other Exalians with you. <laughs> That's what I meant. Uh, Hagar gets a scene where he gets to fist fight two Exalians and win. <laughs> That's a great scene because he has the sword and he stabs it into a wall. And he's just like, yeah, punch me. Fisting it up. And they're like, uh, okay. We've got it, guns, but it, I guess It does sure. end on a bad note, though, because it's it's a male and female Exalian. And after he finishes beating up the man one, he just gets ready to punch the girl one. And she's like, you wouldn't hit a woman, would you? And he switches his punch to a slap and just goes, yeah. 
And he slaps the crap out of her. And I'm like, ah, oh, come he on. He karate chops her, to be fair. <laughs> I was, because he turns from fist to open palm. And I was like, oh my God, if you slap her, I'm going to be so angry. But then he just goes, chop into her neck. And she falls down. I was like, all right, that's better. It's something. I guess it's, it's a little better, better than slapping her. It's still weird for an alien super warrior to be like, you wouldn't hit a woman, would you? Like, where did you even get that? Have you been watching a lot of old movies? Yes. Ugh. <laughs> uh, so they manage to escape these uh, self-destructing ship, uh-huh. but when they get out, oh no, uh, King Ghidorah has uh, Godzilla in his clutches and is draining the life out of him. Yes, as he is now transformed from this cool Giver-looking Monster X thing into quadrupedal King Ghidorah, uh, who wins over Godzilla real easy until they shoot a giant laser at him. We need to power up Godzilla, and so... Ozaki uses all of his Super Saiyan powers and puts it into a power-up Godzilla laser that they shoot him with. Yes, and then Godzilla is so powerful now that that having your teeth sunk into him is dangerous because he does little explosions. And so he just blows all the chunks off of Ghidorah. <laughs> and just rips this motherfucker's heads off immediately. It, it goes so fast after this. The first two heads are gone in five seconds. He's just like, oh, I got blasted. All right, well, I'm going to breath one of your heads off. I'm going to smack your other head so hard with this head that it comes off. And then I'll use the third head to kind of swing you around a little bit just for fun. I'll just do some Hulk puny god bullshit on you and then pretty much take the last head off after that. We're done. Yeah. And then I'm going to throw you into space and shoot you with breath lasers so hard you explode in space. Yeah, it's great. It's great. It's, It's all very fun. Um, the only problem I have with most of the Godzilla sequences is that he is either categorically losing or just easily clowning on everybody. The fights are all very one-sided. Well, um, but I mean, I'll say his fight with Monster X was great. It's cool. It, it was an actual fight. It was the closest thing. All the rest of the monsters in this just feel like like fan service, and that's all they are. They show up. They're like, yep, that's King Caesar. That's what he looks like. And now he's done. Done with him. Um, but yeah, he turns around, sees the fucking ship that he has been wanting to fight. And just blasts it, and it falls. So they all get out and are like, ah, now we'll fight Godzilla with a katana and a handgun that I have. Yeah. And that's when Milla shows up. And I like that they don't show how big Milla gets when he does his growing up thing. They just use a camera trick to indicate that something off screen is getting significantly larger. Yep. Uh, And then when he runs up, you're like, well, maybe he'll be, like, much bigger. No, he's like... 10 feet I tall. I mean, he's very big. <laughs> he's, he's he's much big, bigger he's, than that. He's so small compared to Godzilla that it's yes. hilarious that he grew, that he even grew. Like, he is the size of a standard suburban home, yes. whereas Godzilla is the size of a skyscraper. He yes, comes up yeah. to Godzilla's, like, knee, maybe. Yeah, and then we get the big dramatic scene of the little boy saying, no, don't shoot Milla, he's a friend, and doing his, like, I will, I, I will put my body in front of him, while Milla is doing the same thing to stop Godzilla from vaporizing all these humans. Yeah, I love that it's the little kid being like, no, grandfather, you cannot shoot Godzilla. No, we must forgive and be good. I'm like, your grandfather has a normal ass rifle there is nothing he he could do with that yeah i think the only thing he could do with that is make godzilla aware that he's being shot at which is probably enough for him to breath weapon everybody like it's a good idea to stop your idiot grandpa from trying to shoot godzilla yeah because that would just kill you i I mean i'll be honest as much as i like the well done shot of spiraling around both giant milla and this little kid in one camera move to show that they're both doing the arms out don't shoot me behind things behind me it's a cute gesture, and I love it. I would have really liked to watch Hagar fight Godzilla with a katana. <laughs> right? 
Uh, so we had established earlier that Godzilla hates humanity because humanity set off a nuke and he cannot forgive humanity for doing that. Yes. So the end of this is them being like, Godzilla, it's time to forgive. We must live in peace. And he just kind of goes, all right, fine. Hey. Fuck it. And walks off into the sunset with Mila. You look pretty fucked up anyway. I guess it's, it's someone already got to you. Looks around. He's like, oh, you guys are absolutely fucked. All right, sure. So in passion speech where they're like, Godzilla, no, I know that there were nuclear bomb tests and they angered you, but it's time to forgive. Plus, look how fucked up our whole planet is. Also, look at us compared to you. We're just little guys. Also, it's our birthday. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and Godzilla's like, all right, just walks off with Mila. And that's... Then we connect our two sets of love interests because this that reporter that used the, the dog trick on the secretary general... I guess is is Gordon Hagar's love interest for some reason. Oh yeah, and the Secretary General is actually alive and on the ship and was rescued. Oh, yeah, he got rescued too. He's like, ah, yes, I've had a very weird couple of days. <laughs> it's been fucked up, let me tell you. <laughs> I barely even remember my dog's name. If someone were to ask me live on TV, I don't know I'd remember. I might be too flustered to answer that question in that scenario. I, also, I, but I'm sure no one would do that. That would, would be an asshole who, move. Who would dream of doing that? My, my, but I, I, I would need a moment to rebond with my beautiful black French bulldog. <laughs> uh, and then we cut the credits. And that's it. That's it. It's, uh, it's a rip-roaring ride is what this is. Top to bottom. So let's go ahead and get into our bests and worsts. What was the best part of Godzilla Final Wars. I think the thing I responded to the strongest was when the new metal kicked in as Li- as Liz- uh, Liza showed up, or Zilla. Zilla, as Zilla showed up to try and get in a fight with regular Godzilla. Okay. That, that scene where, like, Zilla shows up and, and, and you, you get that, like, I'm living my life in pain. You're like, oh, that's fucking, oh, that is that is good commentary. I get it. So that moment, that was the thing that got the biggest immediate, like, any laugh out of me, so I have to give it to that. Okay. Yeah. What about you? Oh, man. It's probably got to be, I want to say, the five guys fighting a kaiju. Like, that's great. Having it be like, oh, no, and we can actually win. Like, the Earth Defense Force has gotten to the point where it's not just a kaiju shows up and we get fucked until a different kaiju takes care of it. Yes. Like, they actually have their shit together. It's neat to see that in a kaiju movie. It is neat. Yeah. I mean, their shit still includes, like, we'll send out thousands and thousands of soldiers and useless tanks. Yeah. We just like to watch them fall apart when big styrofoam rocks fall on them. It's just funny. <laughs> we could such a chuckle. Uh, All right. Worst thing in the movie. Uh, It's definitely the... The, uh, you're a scientist, but you are so hot. I think you are not a scientist, but a model bit. That is, what the fuck was that? So fucking out of place. It's, for the character, for the movie. He's like a straight, he's like a straight-laced military man. It's weird. I think there's another weird moment with him as well, where he goes to talk to, like, the lady in charge of the, the defense, the defense force or whatever. And he's like... She's like, Ensign, what do you want? He's like, it's time for us to step out our defenses because uh, these aliens are very dangerous. And she's like, yeah, I know. We're very aware of that. You're dismissed. No, and that's it. That was because he went to go say. Because realized she was an alien. Yeah, he went to go say, hey, the senator or the secretary is actually an alien. Yeah. Then noticed she doesn't blink. Yes. And was like, oh, I have to say something to cover up why I'm here. Yeah, it was a wild scene. But yeah, for the most part, his the worst scene in the movie is the part where he suddenly is like, I refuse to believe that this biologist is a biologist because she's pretty. Which is especially weird given that in the mutant, like, defense 
squad, there are several hot ladies in it. Yeah, this movie is not short on those, and he works with them a lot. Weird. It is a fucking weird choice. What's your least favorite thing? Ooh, God. I... (laughs) Part of me just wants to say it's Mothra at all. It doesn't look good in this. Mothra, one, doesn't look particularly good, but is also like, hey, it feels very much like you're just here because we are contractually obligated to have Mothra, and I guess you can fight... The Gigan Sloppy Seconds. <laughs> and it just felt, I felt bad for Mothra. It's like Mothra shows up and is like, ah, my bad guy who's already been defeated once before immediately gets fucked up by him. Ow, God damn it! <laughs> but I'll come back but I'll, and come I'll back use so and many wing spores or whatever I do. I will explode in fire as I hit you. Yeah. Okay, cool. Maybe grow some legs for your next appearance, though. You look weird without them. Uh- uh, all right, let's go ahead and rate the movie. Each of us giving a rating from zero to five to give the rating a total out of ten. Jeff. Three and a half. Three and a half. It's not bad. It's not great, but it's not bad. I mean, mostly, like I was saying earlier, as, as much as it does pack in every monster, I wish that the fights were more interesting. So that's, that's my biggest complaint there. Uh, and, and yeah, just too much time spent on mutants and humans and junk that doesn't matter to me. I get that. It's going to be a complaint for every Godzilla movie until they have a billion dollars to spend on CGI. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to give it a big three and a half, hoping that you match me and give it somewhere in the seven range. Cause that feels right to me. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to give it a four. Okay. Uh, this is probably my second favorite of the Godzilla films after the latest American one. Have you seen the Kong fight one? Godzilla versus Kong. Oh yeah, yeah, I have. All right, just checking. Uh, eh. I mean, he fight. Well, no, I didn't. I saw the one where he fights Kong while he is also fighting all of the other ones as well. Oh no, that's the Kong isn't even in that one. So you haven't seen the one where it's just Godzilla fighting Kong for most of the movie. No, that one's actually fun because or have I? I, I maybe? I mean, there's a part where Godzilla breathes atomic laser fire, and Godzilla, or sorry, Kong catches it on a big obsidian. Oh, the big axe. axe. Yeah. So if you've seen that, then you've seen it. And then yes. at the end, they fight Mecha Godzilla. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I've seen that one too. Yeah. I. It's not as good. No. <laughs> like, it's, I, it's got that energy that I like that I represent. I, I like so much from this Toho one as well. But they're just like. The, wait, the Earth has a hollow core where there's monsters down there? Yes, and also we have to go there. Okay, let's go down there in a cool ship that's designed specifically to do that. Here we are, we're the hollow core of the Earth. Great! You're just like, I, this movie could not stand still for a second and it would, it would die. That's what I love. That's yeah. why this gets a four for me. Seven and a half out of ten for Godzilla Final Wars. It is fun. It's frenetic. It's weird. <laughs> and it's stupid in good ways. Yes, it is stupid in a fun way. Yeah. So there you go. Thank you so much for joining us for this. Of course, we will be back in another couple weeks with some more movie mastery. Yeah, don't you fret. But if you want more, there are always options for you. You can head over to patreon.com slash system mastery. Support us and all of our shows, everything we do over there. Uh, If you give there, you can unlock a bunch of bonus content as well as ad-free versions of all of our shows. You sure can. You get access to a bunch of hidden stuff on our Discord. Hidden stuff. Hidden stuff. Garbage day. (laughs) Final Wars. (laughs) And (laughs) it will, of course, let us keep doing what we are doing. 
including our TV mastery at the $10 level. You unlock everything that we do. We are still going through our very special episodes. Mm -hmm. We've moved on from drugs to other things. Yes. So (laughs) still doing the 80s and 90s very special episodes of stuff that maybe should have been handled in a better way or differently, but by God, they did it anyway. They sure did, and bless them for it. (laughs) So this time around, it's Captain Planet. (laughs) What could go wrong? (laughs) <laughs> and what do you think he's mad about? Pollution, I bet. But you'll find out <laughs> as long as you go to patreon.com slash system mastery and support us there. But we also know not everyone's got the money. That way, if you want to still support us, you can go ahead to tell a friend, do a review for the show, however you listen to it, give it a five star, whatever. Yeah. Make it so that other people find us and then have those people give us money. That's right. <laughs> Yeah. Find someone who's got money and tell them to give that money to us. <laughs> Go to your nearest millionaire and make them love us. <laughs> Go to the nearest millionaire near you and mm-hmm. just be like, hey, have you heard these guys? Yeah. It's your cousin, Marvin Millionaire. Check out your uh, fanciest hotels, horse tracks, whatever, wherever millionaires are found. <laughs> uh, anyway. But just the really fancy horse tracks where they wear the big hats. Only derbies. Not the sad ones. You can't go to a horse track. You have to go to a horse derby. You're right. You're absolutely right. Like a polo match might also happen. Maybe. Okay. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back in another couple weeks with more Movie Mastery. And until then, you all have a good one. Movie Mastery.